the Flushing Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's this show about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale here with... Victoria Sheffield. It That's sort right. of sounded like you had like a faucet sound effect there, but I, I think it was just ambient sound. Ambient sound. <laughs> I am uh, full of ambient noise, I guess. <laughs> uh, Toria, we're talking about season six, episode 11, The In-Law Who Came Forever, directed by Peter Mark Jacobson and written by, well, story by Rick Shaw, Michael Scalese, and Dan Passman, and then a teleplay by Rick Shaw. And this one is what is this one? This is the <laughs> this is the episode where it's, it just sounds funny to say out loud. Aunt Frida mm-hmm. buys the apartment complex that Sylvia and Morty live in, kicks them out, rendering them homeless, <laughs> forcing them to move in to the mansion. <laughs> yep, it's great. And, Crazy and, plot line. <laughs> and um, I also, the in-law who came forever, I know that's in reference to something. I just couldn't figure it out. Is it like the man who came to dinner or whatever? Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. I, that's the thing is I knew it was like a, it was like a, something that I wouldn't be able to Google, but it was, I was like, da, 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 da. like the cadence of it reminded me. The man mm-hmm. who came to dinner. Yeah, you that's definitely what, it. Yeah. Yep. Mystery God. solved. You're welcome. I'm a regular Encyclopedia Brown. Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, Oh my God. So I was a big fan of Encyclopedia Brown as a kid. And there was an HBO series called Encyclopedia Brown. That was like little mini movies. It was starting this like adorable little boy and like as Encyclopedia Brown. And I went down this whole rabbit hole last weekend or like a couple weekends ago. And I was like all in the nostalgia zone. And then I was like, where are they now? And they were like, the boy who played Encyclopedia Brown died in a car accident. And I went, no. That's horrible. Was he like a grown man when it yeah, he was a grown man and it clouded everything. And then, like, my fun way, I was like, well, all right, that stays in the nostalgia vault, I guess. Oh, oh I never read Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah, me he, neither. He, I just watched the, the movie as a kid on HBO and I like loved it. He was like a really smart kid that solved mysteries, right? Yeah, that's there you go. There you go. I, I, I he, really like realized in doing that, in going down this whole rabbit hole, I realized like, oh, that might be where I pinpoint my love of like mystery things from. It's like it, <gasps> it must have started there. Like I loved that movie. I got it. I got to see it. Time capsule. It's really cute. It's on YouTube. I'll I'll find you a link. The the, okay. the original HBO movie is really really cute kid movie. <laughs> I just jump on the Encyclopedia Brown bandwagon fandom like thirty years. <laughs> start talking about it at dinner parties um but okay so (laughs) this episode of the nanny it begins with aunt frida aka broadway legend laney kazan showing up at the mansion and it she reveals or we we kind of find out that she and sylvia have been feuding ever since fran and maxwell's wedding because apparently frida's invitation said like you're invited to these nuptials but then also said, but you cannot sing. <laughs> and that was that was written by Sylvia. So Frida did not go to the wedding, which is a huge deal, by the way. Um, yeah. And she basically says that she uh, has used her millions because, as we know, she married a millionaire and then he died moments later. <laughs> but she is using some of that money to – or she did use it to purchase Sylvia's apartment complex and is now evicting her. 
And I just wrote, this feels very contrived. <laughs> it's Maybe like a like cartoon. The most contrived plotline we've ever we've ever seen. But it's there like was just- a cartoon this episode. It's very, very crazy. And it moves very quickly. Like <laughs> that's the thing, is it was so fun that I'm like forgiving yeah. it that. But so we then cut to that night and Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say that um, because of this, Sylvia and also Morty, we don't see his face, but we do hear him and he holds a chair up in front of him. They arrive at the mansion being like, okay, we're basically here to move in because we have nowhere else to go. Yeah. We we then cut to that night and it turns out Fran has still not broken oh, the news. Sex alert. She's all sexed up. <gasps> Season, sex alert. Season sex yeah. alert. Season sex alert. So here, yeah. Well, because- as we also established, uh, she definitely tries to dress and look sexy when she has to break bad news to her husband. <laughs> so she is like in this, you know, the gorgeous negligee. We've seen it before. She has this nice perfume on. Maxwell comes in and he's like, oh, darling, you look ravishing. And when you're wearing that perfume, oh, you know, I love that perfume. The last time you wore it was, and he's like, the last time you had something like horrible to tell me, like what's going on? And she like, finally spits it out that her parents currently <laughs> have nowhere to live and that they're living in the mansion. <laughs> um, and there's actually this funny line a little earlier where um, Fran looks at Niles and is like, oh gosh, well, you know, how long do you think we can go without telling them that like my parents are living here? And um, he's like, well, you know, not too, you know, not too long because, you know, he's going to see them at lunch. Oh, sorry. He's going to see them at breakfast. He's going to see them at lunch. He's going to see them at dinner. And then she's like, <laughs> so about six months, <laughs> implying that they're there all the time anyway. Yeah. But so, yes, she spits it out. He's like not happy, but like, you know, he also, he's not going to like kick them out or anything. And then the next day we establish the very strange B plot. <laughs> Uh, which is Maxwell and Cece are trying to cast a male model for a photo shoot they're doing for like yeah. an ad campaign for their new show. What this show is, I'm unclear. Maybe Very I'm- unclear. I could not. <laughs> when they cut to the photo shoot, I was like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be, though. Like, it looks like a clothing ad, but it's they keep saying it's a cover shoot for the program for their next play or musical <laughs> which i assume is about a construction worker a very a sexy construction worker sexy construction who worker. is surrounded at all times by underage women <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he is whistling at them from his little construction well, worker we, you know place we don't know we don't know all we know right now is they're trying to cast a a handsome male model and that Niles keeps trying to throw his hat in the ring. For some reason. Yeah. Which like, yes, sometimes Niles wants to sing, but to be a hot male model. It was just like, it was just like, exactly. Cause it was like, wait, now Niles' thing is he wants to be a hot young male model. Like since <laughs> when? <laughs> this was maybe the one of – I mean, again, loved the show. This was such a fun episode. One of the thinnest plots we've ever seen. But so yeah, – Again, though, it really does at the end, like that wedding video pays off so much of this <laughs> in such a satisfying way that I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so, you know, we established that Niles really wants to, hit, to throw his hat in the ring. But meanwhile, 
um, Maggie comes in and is like, well, you know, you should cast Michael. And, you know, Michael walks in, he looks the part and sees he's like, yeah, you're cast. Like, you're perfect. So then we go into the kitchen because that's all happening in the dining room. And Fran comes down and Sylvia's already up. She's cooking breakfast. And I loved this scene. It felt so true to life. She she basically goes over to her mom and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here, mom. I forgot what it's like living with my mommy. And she's like super excited. And then yeah. Sylvia turns around and is just like, sweetheart, don't you think your rouge is a little orangey? <laughs> like instantly yeah. the like small little nagging, like, mo- like s- certain types of mom do this where it's like, oh, like, are you going to wear that? Um, and and literally within a minute, Fran is already starting to get like almost like a twitch, like a like a nervous twitch of annoyance that she is trying to like tamp down. And it's and she goes, Ma, you're doing that thing. And she's like, what thing? And she's like, it's that thing that caused me to weigh 140 pounds in the fifth grade. Because then Fran starts to just start stress eating everything because she's just so – I'm like, oh, my God. This is so true to life. Um, and then, you know, Sylvia goes into the other room because Sylvia is also nagging her about how, like, she's not pampering her husband enough. She's not cooking for her husband. She should be treating Maxwell like a prince, you know, and just giving her the worst – advice. And so she goes into the other room to give Maxwell blintzes that she made her. And Brighton comes down. He's like, Fran, what does it mean when your mom says that she likes your sweater, but on somebody else? And then then Fran's just like, I got to get her out of here. This is a horrible idea. And she like bursts into the dining room thinking like, okay, I'm going to kick her out. But she finds Maxwell sitting on Sylvia's knee. Sylvia is rocking him like a baby. (laughs) <laughs> and he is loving it. He, yeah. It was so funny. At first I was like, is this going to get like flirty? But no, it's funnier. No, it's- it is It is Max finally getting the mother relationship that he's never really had from his real mother. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Yes. And Sylvia is exactly the type of mother who, while she would have nagged her daughters to death, had she had a son, he would have been a prince. Yes. He would have been a faultless prince. And so this all checks out. <laughs> it all checks out. It really does. Yes. And so then Fran goes and she starts to complain to Niles about all this. And she's just like, you know, they're actually in Mr. Sheffield's office together. And and she's she's just like, I don't get it. Like, why is he so enamored with my mother? Like, why are they so buddy-buddy? And Niles explains, like, he's like, well, you know, think about it. Like, think about his own mother. She's so cold, so withholding. You know, this man is starved from maternal affection. And then he goes, and, you know, I can only do so much. <laughs> Which is so – I friggin' love their relationship. But this this poor little portly boy had to mother a lonely, sad, rich boy his whole life. <laughs> and then, and then you know, Fran hears this and she sort of instantly melts and she's just like, you're so right. And she's like, you know, I'm going to give that man everything he never had. But – and as much as like I empathize – as much as it's like a sweet thought from – Fran, it's also mm-hmm. so gross. Like the idea that like your wife is now going to mother you. Like I, I think this like does happen in certain relationships, but it's just like, oh my God, it feels so dysfunctional to me, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you know, when I was talking to my mom, I mean, wife, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was talking uh, to mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I turned into Mike Pence. Me and mother. Oh, um, God. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I didn't 
I did not want to marry my mother. I knew that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why for a long time I, I wouldn't even date a Jewish girl because I was like, I don't want to marry. Mm. Like I don't want to date a Jewish girl, which was weird. Like in retrospect, and then I like got over that and dated a couple of Jewish girls. But you know, and now Elizabeth converted. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I never really understood that. Like I love my mom dearly, you know. But like I have a mom. I don't need a mom. Yeah, I think maybe the dynamic is that some people slip into it without realizing it. But maybe. I think, you know, we'll get, we don't have to get into it, but like it's, I just don't understand how like uh, um, the woman in that situation is getting much out of that because how can you even be like super attracted to someone who you're like caretaking for, you know, where it's like, I want to make sure you're fed. I got to make sure you have a sweater on. Like I'm taking care of your doctor's appointments. Like to me, that would, I mean, and maybe, maybe some people don't care. Maybe. I mean, if you're out there and you mother your husband, let Mm -hmm. us know what that dynamic is like. We're very curious. Give us all the dirt. Tell us all the details. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You're so right. Maybe that is some people's thing. Yeah. And now, we don't hey, know. Hey, we want to hear about it here on the Omester yeah. Chef podcast. Listen, don't yuck somebody's yum. I mean, you don't know what people are into. Mm. Okay. Well, this then. scene, wait. Uh-huh. Should I save it? No. I, let's I don't know. Uh, should I save it? I'll save it. This scene has, one, uh, I think, one of my favorite lines that I've ever heard, but also one of the most insane lines. Okay. Okay. Save it. Save it. Yeah. So, so then. Uh, we cut to Fran in the kitchen. She, in true Fran and Niles fashion, is um, ordering food that she's then going to pretend yeah. she cooked. Oh, no. This scene I'm talking about has the line. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, and so she's like, you know, tr- you know, ordering all this stuff and packing it in a picnic basket. And she's, you know, going to uh, go to Mr. Sheffield's production that day and, you know, bring him all these little treats and all these little mm-hmm. comfort things. And then <laughs> – Niles comes in dressed as a construction worker, mm-hmm. ostensibly because he's still trying to get this job. And you're just like, this is like when Mr. Sheffield wrote a novel. You're like, where did yes. this come from? This is never coming up again. Like, come on. Exactly. Um, exactly. We're, we're never going to hear that Niles has these aspirations ever again. Yes, yes. It's especially weird, weird on the heels of the episode before where they were like, hey, as a kid, he wanted to be a judge. And it's well, like, and now he just d- wants to sing and be a young model. <laughs> well, he has wanted to sing. We do know that. And we do know that in the uh, Mr. Sheffield Niles lore, uh, Mr. Sheffield saved him off the street while being a street performer for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went to pursue his dreams to be an artist and then came crawling back and Mr. Sheffield took him back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so then um, we cut to Mr. Sheffield on set that day with Cece. They're like overseeing this photo shoot with Michael and all these <laughs> girls. So and, weird. you know, Fran shows up and she's like giving him food and this and that. And, and he's like and, – and I think to Mr. Sheffield's credit, like he's actually not loving this from Fran. He's actually really confused. And he, and, and she, he actually says – um, darling, like it's not that I don't appreciate it, but like, why are you doing this? And then she goes, she starts to cry. She's like, because you you were left out in the garden. Oh, and sorry, that is in uh, reference to an earlier line where when when Niles and Fran were you know talking about this, and you know Niles was talking about how cold and withholding Mr. Sheffield's mother is. He was like, you know, she used to leave him out in the garden until he stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> and and so in this scene, Fran's like, you know, I'm doing this because you were left out in the garden. And Mr. Javiel, he's like, darling, I, I know that makes sense in here. And he points to her head and he goes, but 
I'm out here. And I thought that was such a cute, like, it was like not a condescending way to no. be like, I know that you, that makes sense to you somehow. And there is some internal logic to this, but like, mm-hmm. like this is something that needs explaining. And, um, and you know, he basically says he wants to pamper him in the way that he never got as a kid. And he's like, well, you know, if, if I'm, if I wanted someone to fuss over me, I would have married Niles. <laughs> and, um, hey, you know, um, I loved Fran's dress in this scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before. I just wanted to really quick point that out because it's what what is that like a fifties throwback? Lucy. Yeah, the very Lucy dress. Yeah, it was really. I like that style. I really have a thing for that style. It's it's so cute and retro. It's and it's very not Fran. You know, it, no. it's it's um definitely a bold look, but not in the way she usually dresses. Yeah, well, she was going after the like um, 50s June Cleaver fifties housewife look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, and so while this is, while they're having this, you know, conversation, Mr. Sheffield does admit that like, you know what, truth be told, he has been finding living with Sylvia and Morty a bit grating and, but you know, he knows they can't just kick them out. This, this whole thing is sort of like... The plot is so ambling in this episode, but it really doesn't matter because it's so fun. Because so now, now, even though the whole thing was that, you know, Mr. Sheffield doesn't want them to leave because he likes being pampered. And now Fran's going to try to pamper him. But now he doesn't even want that. But he also doesn't really care. <laughs> he doesn't really want them living with them. So so basically we find out they're on the same page and they both want Sylvia and Morty out. And Fran just goes, oh, I think I have an idea to make this all better. And then she runs out and that's sort of like and it's something where she's like do we still have that video camera in the bedroom i think i like have another use for it so it's like wow they're making videos those two are pretty wild um but so she runs out and then we're already at the resolution basically i know where um so they're back at the mansion that night um and the doorbell rings and it is Frida, and I should say Sylvia's already there because she lives there now. And Frida's like, oh, sorry, Fran's like, well, you know, I invited Frida over because I, I wanted her to be able to watch the wedding video with us, and she wasn't, you know, able to make it to the wedding. They all then sit down as a family to watch the wedding video, and now intercut with the actual video of their wedding are. New new <laughs> clips of Frida that have clearly been filmed in the mansion to make it look like she was at the wedding. But it's so good. Like, yeah, I, I just go what? 
It's what? so funny. I thought it was so and funny. She's like clapping when people make speeches. She's dabbing her eye at a fake dinner table setup. And then, <laughs> and they've dubbed Sylvia going, and now we're going to hear, you know, my, my sister-in-law Frida sing. She's the best singer in the world. And that like clearly wasn't what she had been saying. And then it cuts to Frida in the mansion singing a gorgeous song because, you know, she, this, she truly has an incredible, like Lainey Kazan uh, voice. And then she's singing so beautifully, but by the end of it, she and Sylvia, who were like still kind of not talking, they're both in tears. And, um, you know, they're basically at one point, you know, after this, Frida's like, you know, you know, I think you'd look really good in this skirt I saw. And then, and Fran's, I think you look, you'd look good in this skirt I like saw at the store recently. And then Fran whispers to Mr. Sheffield, she's like, that's Jewish for an apology. And then, <laughs> and then Sylvia's like, kind of looks at her and she's like, well, do you think it, it comes in my color? And then there's like subtitles under both it's of so them good. talking about this skirt that's basically like, I'm sorry for, that I, for what I did with the wedding. And then the other person says something and, and then the subtitles like apology accepted and then they hug. And I just wrote this, like this um, part alone redeemed everything for me in this episode <laughs> because it rang so true to how, I don't know if it's Jewish families, but how I, my own family and a lot of families like communicate where it's like nobody actually apologizes, but you kind of, you know, it's sort of unspoken, unsaid. And, you know, you, you talk about something completely different and, and then it's like, okay, it's now everything's normal. It's probably super dysfunctional, but it felt very real. Yeah. I mean, it did. It felt mm -hmm. like a real relationship for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Very strange. It, <laughs> Very I mean, strange. it's definitely how like the women of that generation in my family yeah. got, got over, got over stuff. It was literally like, Same. you know, someone totally offended, totally upset about this or that. And then like, you know, a few weeks later, it was like, you know, dropping by to, you know, say, oh, did you, did you hear what like about so-and-so and like gossiping? And that's kind of like the olive branch extended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the button on this one was just a, a fun little blooper where a fun uh, little Fran, blooper. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Fran Drescher in a, in the scene with Niles, like just couldn't get this one line right, and uh, you know it was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, in this easy breezy episode, let's move on to segments. We should. Let's go. Here we go. New segments theme. And now segments. Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, all right, so segment time. Segments. Mm -hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> oh my god! I think that's like my second favorite one. That was in my marching band one. <laughs> well, it was also perfect for like homecoming season or like you know football season, which it is right now. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. It really revved me up. Like we're about oh, to good. get into this. Uh, thank you. That was I like that one a lot. That might be my my favorite one too. I you know what I like it because it like conceptually works with just like okay, like we're revving up for like mm -hmm. this you mm -hmm. know. 
Uh, I loved it. Um, that would have been a contender for like new permanent segments theme. Yeah, if we had, like I totally another agree. season. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so favorite lines and moments. Sure, uh, hit me. Okay, across the face. <laughs> um, I like. I liked uh, Brighton going. What does it mean when your mom says she likes my sweater, but on someone else? Yes. I also liked. This was my favorite line in the whole episode. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Fran says, I'm only pretending to make blintzes, Val. And then Val, eating the blintz, says, well, let me tell you something. They taste real. <laughs> I know. I know. She's so stupid. That's she- That's like beyond stupid into like <laughs> crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved it. I really loved it so much. It was um, so funny. I love a dumb uh, character. I love a yeah. dumb sidekick. It Same. Is beyond funny. Same. Um, and then the all everything in the wedding remake scene I thought was really funny. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. though, right before Frida sings, she like runs her hand along the bottom of the wall, like sconce. Yeah. <laughs> and it's <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs> um, and I, you know, it wasn't really particular lines for me it was like just the way they captured the mother-daughter relationship uh you know the the little like again i i don't think this is unique to um jewish families but i do think there are certain cultures where it is much more present than in others where it's these little like nitpicks to the daughter Mm -hmm. like are you are you sure you want to wear that out or like oh like is that is your eye makeup maybe a little too? It's like just constant. Like I don't know. It's like a mother to daughter thing, and it like it it just drives you up the wall. Like and it actually makes you start to be like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, um, and it's it, I was just like I love it. It was very funny and rang very true to me. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the. I mean, I think a lot of this is Fran writing. You know, from personal experience yes, so like yes. the the relationship the mother-daughter relationship on this show is really really stellar mm-hmm. um and i i didn't clock any yiddish me neither that's two weeks in a row no yiddish no yiddish but yeah. i think we're getting even heavier on the jewish stuff in general so it sort of balances out that's right we can you can only have so much yeah only yeah. so much any of us can take. But um, so so for Nanny Trivia, yes. okay, this actually applies to two episodes. I didn't know this, but the real Sylvia Fine, like Fran Drescher's real-life mother, mm-hmm. played one of the old ladies at the wedding, Aunt Rose. Oh. And so she was – I'm assuming it was one of the ladies complaining about the chicken. Yeah, it had to be, yeah. The fish, Oh, that's yeah. adorable. Yes. And so also – other random side thing. Yes. One of our listeners named Lisa, she messaged us on Instagram and Uh-oh. she shared a Reddit thread that oh, no. said like basically like some factions of nanny fandom claim that they do know Niles's full name and <gasps> that it is and that it is Edward Easel Niles and that Niles is his what? last name. But this was from the search engine Duck Duck Goose, not from Google. Like who I have no idea where, where this is it a rumor? Is it just well, what like, does that mean? That what does that mean? What? That like that like and originally this was where on, did this, like, but where Duck Duck Go is just a search engine. So where did the where is the fact from? I don't know. Hold That's on. what's Niles so weird. It's like a it's like a phantom fact. Hmm. 
Niles the nanny real name. This but says, it- oh, no, nannyfandom.com. The nannytv.fandom.com lists his name as Niles. But where did that come from? It's truly phantom. It says, hmm. It says his surname is never revealed in the series. At one point, he claims he only has one name like Cher. In the episode, What the Butler Sang, Cece is caught not knowing Niles' last name while introducing him at a backers audition. Uh, she says Niles to Butler. Yeah. So where does it say anything about his name being Edward? Well, That's here's crazy. The Even if it's not true, it's funny that this – I wanted to share that it is going around as a rumor on the internet. That's – which is just funny and bizarre. So weird, yeah. Yep. We should just ask. Yeah, we should ask. Let's ask. Let's just ask. Okay, and let's be just like, ask. hey, do, is this is this canon or not? Yeah, let's ask. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. And then okay. Fran or the CC, who did you relate to? I relate hmm. Who did I relate to? You know, I don't know, man. I mean, this was a tough one for me because I, this None of the things that happened in this episode are relatable <laughs> to me. <laughs> Never uh, spliced a fake cut of your wedding video to include a relative who refused to attend to bridge a family feud. <laughs> no, um, I did recently get wedding video, uh, my wedding video back, and it's great. God. So oh I God. guess I relate to Fran. <laughs> Love watching stuff like that. I love. Oh, getting you want me to send it to you? I'll send it to you. Yes, and I love getting pictures and videos from stuff. I'll send you the video. The video is cool, man. The, the, they they like cut it together in like a cool way. Yeah, and the guy did a good job. It's like pretty good. It's not like I mean it's long, but it's it's pretty good. I'll, I'll send you a link, and you can just like scrub through it. Send me a link. Yeah, Monica didn't opt for a videographer, which I thought was interesting. Oh, um, interesting. We we. But, did. I'll post yeah. it uh, to the internet. Everyone can watch. The whole world. Yes, do it. Yeah. Um, I, as I said, like I, I really related to the Sylvia and Fran dynamic and also the, the Sylvia, um, Frida dynamic, like the way yeah. everybody communicated and related felt very authentic to, to my family. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. we, I guess we all know a lot about your family dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> and, on um, one statement. <laughs> what if you also, what if you were like, I always wanted to be a male model. So I related to, I related to Niles. Yeah. God, yes. what a what a bizarro out of left field subplot. Um, but anyway, that it. it was fun. It was really fun, and it was easy, like easy breezy. We've had a lot of like longer, um, you know, episodes and records, so we're giving the the listeners a little break. We gave ourselves a little little break, a and- little reprieve from some of the heavier stuff. I'm sure yeah. as the season goes, we're going to have much more complicated discussions as they start to wind things down and we get the introduction of the babies and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. And we, but you know what? Interesting. No answers to why Jocelyn appeared last week. No, I know. So much for my theory on mm-hmm. that, that it would pay off. She literally just popped up to pop up i know Um, all right well on that note you guys know where to find us on social media oh mr chef pod you email you can email us um and we will be here next week we will we're here every week until the end uh we were Mm. we're gonna see this thing through to the end um so i guess on that note goodbye goodbye and now segments are we ready for segments we are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, segment? All right, so segment time. 
segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> 